Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, if you have just found this podcast and are listening for the first time, you might notice that it isn't perfect. I was still very much learning how everything worked at this point, but it does get better as the episodes go on. Thank you for listening and please stay safe. This episode may contain content not suitable for some audiences, including crimes against children, mentions of suicide, descriptions of a graphic nature, and adult language at times. Listener discretion is advised. To lose your child, suddenly and violently, is heartbreaking enough. But to not have the possibility to lay them to rest is a different kind of torture. Five-year-old April Jones's parents know who took their daughter from them, but they still don't know what happened to their baby girl or where her remains are. Mark Bridger has told lie after lie since his arrest back in 2012, preventing April's parents from bringing their little girl back home. You are listening to True Crime Britain. Join me, Rhiannon, each Wednesday as I tell the solved and unsolved stories of some of the most disturbing mysterious and heartbreaking crimes committed throughout the United Kingdom. Welcome to this week's episode. April Sue Lynn Jones was born on April the 4th, 2007 to Paul and Coral Jones who lived on a small housing estate in Machinleth, 
with April's two siblings, Jasmine and Harley. The beginning of April's life wasn't easy. She was born seven weeks premature and was left with cerebral palsy down her left side, from her hip to her leg. As Paul said, she had a lot of pain with her leg. She was very determined to get up and do something, even when her leg wouldn't let her. So one of the things we did was actually teach her to ride a bike at the age of three and a half, which gave her mobility to get around. She loved that bike and she went everywhere on it. April definitely didn't let her leg slow her down. She grew up to be a very pretty five-year-old with a cheeky smile and a need to be part of everything. Her sister Jasmine remembers how April used to come and sit with her when she was watching a film or playing on the laptop. The little girl was always smiling and laughing. If she wasn't, it was usually due to the pain in her leg. Sometimes, April would sit crying on the stairs, but her parents or siblings were always there to make her feel better. April was loved, and none of her family members could have ever guessed, even in their worst nightmares, that they wouldn't have many more happy years with her. Monday, October the 1st, 2012, started like any other in the Jones household. April, who shared a room with 16-year-old Jasmine, often crawled over to her sister's side to wake her up for a cuddle. Paul would then come to get April ready and shout to 10-year-old Harley to make sure he was awake too. Afterward, all the children had breakfast together before leaving for school. That Monday, Carl and Paul went out to do some shopping. Later that afternoon, April attended her weekly swimming lesson at the local leisure centre, while her mother and father participated in a parents' evening at her school. April was later captured on CCTV, looking happy and playful, with her hair still wet after swim practice. When April returned home, she had a school friend with her. Together, the girls ate spaghetti and toast that Paul had cooked and watched the film Tangled. It was quite late already, but April pleaded with her parents to allow her to play with her friend outside. April still wanted to go for a ride on her small pink bicycle and was excited when her parents told her that she was allowed to stay out for 15 minutes longer than usual due to her excellent school report that day. At 7pm, April left her home in the market town of Machinleth. Machinleth, located in Powys, Wales, is a small town of just over 2,000 residents, the kind of place where everyone knows each other. Nobody really thought twice about letting their children play out on the streets by themselves. The neighbourhood was considered safe, and no one could have ever imagined the horrors that were about to come. 
Around 20 minutes after April had headed out with her bike, her mother Coral went to look for her. After nine minutes of searching, Coral began to panic and called 999 to report her daughter missing. An officer from the David Powys Police soon arrived at the scene and spoke with a child who said that she had seen April voluntarily climbing into a grey van with a happy face. Immediately, the situation was labelled a critical incident and a massive search for April was launched. By 8pm, scores of residents from the community had joined the search and by the early hours of October the 2nd, there were hundreds of people all looking for the five-year-old. The police instigated the first UK child rescue alert intended to alert members of the public that a child had been taken. The search for April Jones would eventually become the largest missing person search in UK police history even though the suspect was arrested less than 24 hours after she vanished. Thanks to the child witness, police quickly identified a 46-year-old local man, Mark Bridger, as a potential suspect. His left-hand drive Land Rover Discovery matched the description of the vehicle the child had seen April entering, following a conversation with the driver. The police immediately began to investigate who exactly Mark Bridger was. Mark Leonard Bridger was born in 1965 in Carshelton, London, and is the middle of three children of a police officer Graham Bridger and his wife Pamela. Mark graduated with six GCSEs and enrolled at Croydon College, where he started studying engineering, but he failed to finish the course. When he was 19 years old, Mark was convicted of firearm offences and theft before relocating to Wales. While there, Mark continued causing trouble and was convicted of criminal damage, affray and driving without insurance in 1991. Within the following 20 years, he was found guilty of such things as driving while disqualified, driving without insurance, battery, threatening behaviour and assault. When Mark wasn't doing something illegal, he drifted through a series of jobs, including a hotel porter, firefighter, lifeguard, mechanic, welder, and slaughterhouse worker. He was a six-foot man with a snake tattoo on his arm, the father of six children from four relationships, and a trusted figure on the Brinigog estate. Even April's parents knew who Mark Bridger was. He and Paul had dated local sisters back in the day. Apparently, 
Mark had also helped Coral at some point with her car and had been a Facebook friend of hers. Strangely, Mark had also approached April's sister Jasmine on Facebook just months before the five-year-old's disappearance. She said, I remember being sat in the room on the laptop when a message popped up on Facebook and I was like, Dad, who's this? He explained who he was, but why is he adding me on Facebook, I asked. So I deleted him and that was that. So the Jones family were familiar with Mark Bridger and they even believed his made-up story of him being a former serving officer with the SAS who had trained in exotic locations around the world. But in truth, Mark was a man with a dark past and even darker fantasies. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. On Tuesday, October the 2nd, 2012, the police forcefully entered Mark Bridges' home, Mount Pleasant Cottage. The officer noticed the home smelled strongly of detergent and was unpleasantly hot. At first glance, no signs of April were found. Mark was arrested on suspicion of abduction 30 minutes later, as he was walking his dog close to the river. Following his arrest, the police stated to the public that they were still working on the presumption that April was still alive and urged locals to continue searching for her. However, statements Mark made took away the last piece of hope that April may return back home unharmed. Mark told the arresting officer a story that he would repeat in dozens of police interviews and again later in court that he had accidentally hit April with his Land Rover Discovery. Mark's so-called confession went as follows. I had a few to drink and there was two girls on their bikes. I remember the dark-headed girl come from behind the car I looked to see where the other girl was, and I couldn't see the other girl. The next minute, the bike was there. I started the car up, and as I went to pull away, there wasn't a thud. I can't understand. The car rose up. 
As I opened the car, I walked around, and underneath the front of the car is April. She was only little, so I picked her up, and I put her across my seat, and put her in the passenger seat. I tried to take her pulse, and there was nothing. I put my mouth over her mouth, and went to blow, and put my hand back on her chest, and that's when I realised... One side of her chest wasn't there. I'd obviously crushed her little body. Mark then claimed that he had left Brinny Gog to get medical help for April. But when he realised the girl's lips were purple and she'd lost all her colour, he panicked. As you can tell, Mark's account had been quite detailed. Up until the point when he was asked where April's body was. Then all of a sudden, Mark couldn't remember. She's not there, and I can't find her. I wouldn't have ditched her, I know that. I would have put her somewhere, but I can't remember what I've done with her. I don't know where I put her. Mark claimed that due to being drunk at the time... He was unable to recall what he had done with April's body. The police immediately doubted his version of events and tests carried out on his car found no evidence to prove his story. Instead, during a forensic examination of his home, the forensics team found fragments of bone on the stove along with a charred boning knife. Blood found at the scene matched April's DNA and that was enough to convince the Crown Prosecution Service to charge Mark Bridger with her murder even though April's body hadn't been located. It wasn't possible to get a DNA sample of the bone fragments but they were consistent with a young individual possibly from a child's skull. In addition, police discovered Mark's collection of child pornography and child abuse images on his computer. He had pictures of Soham murder victims Holly Wells and Jessica Chapman and the British schoolgirl Caroline Dickinson, who was raped and killed in 1996. He had pictures of 16-year-old Jasmine and 5-year-old April, some of which he had downloaded just eight days before April's abduction. While the police also discovered Mark had been searching for things such as naked young five-year-olds, he denied being a paedophile, claiming that he was impotent as a result of antidepressants and alcohol abuse. Furthermore, Mark claimed he only had these pictures as he had been conducting research into his own teenage daughter's physical development. Needless to say, nobody believed a word that came out of Mark Bridger's mouth. On Monday, January the 14th, 2013, Mark Bridger pled not guilty to abduction, murder, and concealing, disposing, or destroying April's body. Though he admitted 
that he probably was responsible for her death. A week later, David Powers Police announced that the search for April Jones was over. Despite all of the efforts, they couldn't find her. It's believed that Mark had most likely drove the little girl away via a back road on Monday the 1st of October and sped out of town. He then took his victim to his cottage and at some point he smothered April to death, dismembered her body and dumped the pieces. On Thursday, May the 30th, 2013, Mark Bridger was found guilty of abducting and murdering April Jones. He was sentenced to life imprisonment with a whole life order. It was later revealed that Mark had confessed to the Strangeways prison chaplain that he had disposed of April's body in the fast-flowing Afondoulas River. Police, however, doubt Mark is telling the truth and believe that he scattered April's remains across the countryside to several locations and in such small pieces it would make it almost impossible for anyone to find her. Criminal psychologists say that it could take years before Mark Bridger finally cracks and reveals what he did to April. Despite not knowing where their sister and daughter's remains are, the Jones family held a funeral service for April on the 26th of September 2013. Since then, they have tried to learn to live with the new normal without their little sunshine. As Paul said, That is our future, just the four of us, not the five of us. Sadly, Paul Jones became unwell with a brain virus in 2018. Due to his illness... Paul kept forgetting what had happened to April and had to be reminded of his daughter's murder when he couldn't understand why his daughter hadn't visited him in hospital. He's had to feel the pain of losing April over and over again. Unfortunately, Paul has never fully recovered and continues to have issues with his memory. Coral commented on the situation by saying, How much more can my family take? I've already lost my daughter, and now I have lost my soulmate and my rock, and I feel so alone. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. And thank you for your kind messages of support, feedback, positive reviews, and of course, your patience. I really do appreciate it, and I love reading what you have to say. For transcripts, photos, credits, and resources relating to today's episode, please visit www.truecrimebritain.com. If you'd like to access things like ad-free, early release and bonus episodes, 
I'd love you to consider supporting the show by joining me on Patreon, where you could get access to all that and even more rewards from just £1 a month. You can join now by visiting www.patreon.com forward slash truecrimebritain or see the episode description. Don't forget, you can also like, follow and or subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss a future episode. There are some big cases coming up and I wouldn't want you to miss out. You can also follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok and YouTube for regular case updates. Just search for True Crime Britain. If you're already supporting me on Patreon, you can find next week's episode already there waiting for you. I hope you enjoy the rest of your week and please stay safe. If you are affected by any of the content featured in today's episode, please see the show notes or visit www.truecrimebritain.com where you can find links to further support.